welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are analyzing aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And today we're looking at Minute 104, which begins with Newt saying, It's just up here, and ends with Ripley saying, Hicks. All right, so we're uh, full throttle, still uh, hurtling forward with the action in the vent. And it's great because Newt runs ahead of Ripley, <laughs> and she just, like, runs out of the shot, and, and Ripley gets there, and she's like, oh, no. Like, she she wants to, she doesn't want Newt running ahead of her, and it makes us feel like, oh, shit, Newt mm-hmm. shouldn't be running ahead of you. And it's like almost every single cut has something going engine-wise to keep this thing propelled ahead it's just it's fantastic it maybe is one of the best sequences in the movie yeah it really is i mean i think today and tomorrow are my some of my favorite moments in the whole movie yeah and partially it's because the the sequence the scene this action scene is is so well constructed and talking about um yesterday about this little roller coaster we got we got these tiny little things that are changing the dynamic of everything else so you're constantly getting pushed pushed and pulled and going up and down and that's the thrill of it all right and in this case, we've got a little child endangerment issue comes in. So not, obviously we have child endangerment all the time in this movie. But when you have the kid sort of as a child would mindlessly running ahead and not having much regard for anyone, assuming Ripley's just going to follow behind, it does raise one question. I have this one note. And, and of course, I don't want to disparage Newt at all, but does she care about anybody else but Ripley? Because <laughs> you kind of get the idea that maybe all she when, – earlier when she's like – let's get out of here. She says, Ripley, let's go. She's almost saying it like it's a private idea. <laughs> between the two of them. Hey, yeah. Ripley, let's go. We'll leave these guys here. And so now she's literally leaving those guys behind. She's not having any thought for them to catch up. And she gets out ahead. But once she, you're right, once she runs off screen, that tells you, oh shit. Like she's out of our comfort zone with her. Like where she was relatively safe with Ripley close by. Now she's, God knows what's going to happen when she runs <laughs> right. ahead. Um, is it going to be like Raiders of the Lost Ark where you know, he takes the idol and runs off screen? We have a moment and then when we get there, you know, she's, she's pinned, splattered or pinned or something. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, that idea co- occurs to you where like, oh God, don't get away from Ripley for crying out loud. But everybody's in the vent at this point now. Everybody's in the vent. Vasquez has made it into the vent. So the order of progression would be Newt is taking lead right. with, with Ripley at first. Now she's totally taking lead right. by herself. Ripley has to stay at that junction. turn, at that little junction, because she's worried about Hicks, who is with Gorman. So Hicks and Gorman are then trailing behind, and then Vasquez is even behind them. Newt isn't worried about anybody. Ripley's worried about Hicks, and uh, I guess Hicks mostly, but Hicks and Gorman, I guess, everybody. But then they're worried about Vasquez because she's too far behind. So this is where we get um, the first real big hiccup in the vent, right? We actually get an alien drop on Vasquez, yeah. which I find to be, not only is it, does it make sense? Like these vents are going to be multidimensional. Like you're going to have vents coming down here and you're going to have vents going up. So this makes sense that this would happen. But it's also, I feel the only way Vasquez is going to get the jump on her. Like no, this is the only way one of these aliens is just going to get on her that quick. And, and I, I don't mean that practically. I mean, as a character, you had to do something different for her. It can't just be an alien coming up on her. It had to be something that would catch anyone by surprise. And so I think it, it works really great. And then it gives us a nice bit of close quarters. It's hand-to-hand combat, sort of. Uh, she's still yeah. using a firearm. Hand-to-foot combat. Yeah, it's uh, what a gun kata or whatever you call it, <laughs> the John Wick movies do. But the close quarters combat, and she is probably the only one that could hold her own in this situation, I feel. 
So it's good that she gets the scene and it's not Hicks getting this scene, for instance. Not that I don't, he's not incompetent or anything. She's the ultimate badass, as we were told early in the movie. So she's the one that should have the scene of, of a fist fight with an alien. And she shoves her foot against it to get it back up against the wall so she can yep. blast away with her forty-five. Yep. And, of course, eh, we're back into acid for blood territory. I, we don't really need to go over it too much. How uh, We talked about it a little bit last week, how selective right. they are with the acid for blood thing in this movie. It's fine. Of course, of course, an alien, had somebody shot this alien in the head three times with a forty-five at close range, they would have been their leg would have been burned off, you know? Like, the vent would start collapsing around them, yeah. something, you know? Yeah. So that, that's not the game that James Cameron's playing, though, with the acid for blood. He wants it to be a moment. So instead of he wants the he wants the shoot 'em up movie, but he can't have the acid be so ubiquitous that it doesn't mean anything anymore. So he has to have these moments where the acid sprays out and it gets her in the leg, and that's this is going to be finally the way. You got to kind of paralyze Vasquez to get her down. That's but it's great. I mean, because she's winning. She's clearly yeah. winning when she's blasting that thing, and so that blowback from the from the uh, acid, I think it really works. I think it's really. Um, it's gut-wrenching. It makes you feel terrible when you see that happen. And you realize that it's not going to work out. You thought it was going to work out, but it's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, we all, we trust Vasquez. We we believe in Vasquez. We think she's going to win this. And then when she does for a moment, it makes perfect sense. But then there's this element, like, it's not unforeseen. We know that the alien has this ability. And it's clever that it now has this last-ditch defense mechanism come through for it in a way. It takes out its enemy in the last second. Um, it's great. It's perfect for. It's a perfect way for Vasquez to finally go out. And she doesn't go out right away, so that's perfect, too. She's still fighting. She's still fighting. She's still shooting at it, and it's, it's retreating. Yep. So she's got it on the run, but, uh, but then she runs out of ammo. Yeah. But well, when the, what do we think, though, of the alien? She shot it in the head, what, three times? Um. And it's still writhing around. I think that's great. It's like a bug. It's a bug. Yeah, that head. We don't even know if that head is where it's like brain is <laughs> nervous center yeah, is or right. anything. We don't know. Yeah. So uh, maybe that didn't really do anything to it. To me, that's so terrifying. And, and one of the little moments where we get this otherworldly, uh, you know, aspect of the alien brought into aliens, where an alien it was always like so mysterious. Like how could it possibly grow that big? That doesn't make any sense. It's so alien to us. In this, we know the alien well enough that it's really just kind of a, a an animal. Yeah. Right? But here we get a little bit more of an alien thing. Like, wait a minute. How can you shoot something in the head three times and it's still writhing around? It's still a, a threat. So I think that's a great moment. Again, like, I think all of this has to be elevated in order for Vasquez to truly be in, in danger. So it's all very appropriate for her moment. And then Gorman goes to her aid. Yeah, so Gorman, we get to Gorman and Hicks. They're clearly hearing what's going on behind them. Um, and noticing that Vasquez is not closing in. And so they stop for a moment to wait and realize that she's, I don't know, are they realizing she's in trouble? Or is it just a, hey, I, I'm going to go get her? I can't remember how the sound design works. Do they hear some well, violence they have occurring? To, they they must have, have to know that her gun, her rifle isn't working anymore. Yeah, and yeah. so it's probably, and she's screaming. She definitely yeah. screams when the acid hits her. So, so I, th I think they're going back to help. They know she's in trouble. So Gorman does the right thing. And he slaps, gives, <clears throat> takes a good slap on the shoulder and says, I'm going to go get her. And uh, there's no argument or anything, I noticed. Good and luck. he goes back. Yeah, go, okay, go get her. Uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, Hicks heads, heads forward, uh, I assume. So this is great. 
okay, this is, I think this is all a great moment for Gorman. We've got Gorman's metamorphosis is complete now, right? He's gone from this stodgy, uptight, by the book, incompetent lieutenant, and now he's actually one of the Marines. Like, this is, a, this is the behavior of one of the guys. Is no man left behind. That's what the philosophy is. We, we don't know how well he's going to do once he gets there, but we nope. know he's headed to help. It doesn't matter, right? I right. mean, we know from, from Black Hawk Down, for instance, you know, the no man left behind thing doesn't mean you're not going into the fray right. in a hopeless situation. That's kind of the point, is that you're going in. Sometimes you are running towards the danger. Yeah. So running, him running towards the danger, is his arc is complete. I mean, we're going to get a little bit more with him. Yeah, his de- arc is definitely not complete. Well, I, I, mean, we're prepared, I shouldn't say your arc. I mean, his metamorphosis we're, is a We're character. prepared for it now. We're prepared yeah. for what will be this gesture of total sort of redemption and sacrifice. Right. But before we get there, we move into another chamber in, in, the, in the horror show, right? We get right. a real quick shot of that wheel room or the fan room or the water wheel, whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah, who cares? Um, but it's another space. <laughs> it's another so we've space now moved, we're moving yet into a yet another space in this, in this set piece. And the little wheel, you know, adds a complication of sorts. It's, it's, it's not sure footing. Um, they have to get over to a ladder that's across from it. So it slightly complicates the moment without having to make a big deal out of it. Again, we're in the space. We see it, we see how it works, but the action continues to move forward in a quick pace. He's not, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think he doesn't really even cut to show us, like, establish what's going on in the room. It's all no. established within the action. Right. So, yeah, before they get to that wheel room, we have, we get Gorman arriving uh, to Vasquez and seeing her debilitate. She's pretty much debilitated at this point. She seems to have, oh, would you say she's given up uh, or she's trying to crawl down the vent? But one way or another, she's in a, a whole lot of pain. She's only got one leg to work with. She doesn't have any ammo left. So he, he shows up, basically provides her with a little more ammo and a, and a hand you know, to shoot for her, and uh, you know, cradles, cradles her in her ar- in his arms, and it's ostensibly to take her to catch up with Hicks, but unfortunately, we get an alien come up through a vent below and cut them off, so it's hopeless. They know that there's aliens behind. They now have one, you know, one and probably more following it between them and safety, they got very few bullets. Vasquez is pretty much immobile. Super hopeless here. So we just get the moment where um, where Gorman desperately just fires at the at the aliens shooting it. And I will say, this is just a personal thing. This always reminds me. It feels like the exact same cut, sound-wise, and, and at the moment when it cuts, as the moment in The Hunt for October when Jack Ryan shoots the saboteur cook. Yeah. It cuts, you know, and in that movie, of course, for whatever reason, like a gust of wind apparently comes in on the cook and like blows his hair back on. I always thought it was great though, but it cuts right in the middle of him firing and it has this kind of like sound to it. This really reminds me of that for some reason, but that's just a, you know, personal note. And it's a real cliffhanger because we still don't know what's going to happen to the two of them. Yeah. We don't know if, you know, did he just kill all the, the, did he just take away the danger? Uh, Maybe he kills that alien and now they're going to, next thing we'll see is them showing up. Right. You know, but um, we'll find out in the next minute that that's not the case, I guess. Yeah, I got ahead of us there on the uh, yeah, okay. on the room. Sorry that's okay. about that. I got too excited. No problem. <laughs> it's an exciting <laughs> that, scene. That's all I have on my notes. I don't yeah, have anything else for this. All right. Well, that's going to do it then for Minute Number 104. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Minute 105. In the meantime, come over to AlienMinute.com. Uh, drop a couple bucks in the virtual tip jar if you have a mind to. That would be awesome. Uh, you can also come over to iTunes and subscribe to us there if you've never done that before. It's really helpful if you do. 
And you can write us a five-star review if you wish. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Alien Minute Pod or on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcast. All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Minute 105.